and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast for Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is Brent. Hey, everybody. Hello. Thanks for tuning in, yeah. wherever you're listening to this, Happy in the car. Happy Monday or no, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's Wednesday when they get this, <laughs> Megan. Don't give away our secrets. I, I meant, like, you can listen to it any day. I don't... I rarely listen to it on Wednesday. I so. know. It's uh, it's Monday here. Mm-hmm. It's Crypto Monday oh. um, because uh, over the weekend, massive sell-off in crypto. Yeah. Do you own any crypto? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're looking at me like, like I, I, I'm the idiot one. Like I, I, I made it up or no, something. No, I'm looking at you like an idiot because I, like, I figured it would be obvious that I don't own any crypto. <laughs> why? why <laughs> what would be so obvious about this? Uh, just my utter lack of interest in anything stark, stock market related. Oh, so. <laughs> well, I mean, but you're young. You're like, uh, you know, you just got a, a, like the, like the first career job. Like that's this, true. like, you know, you're making money. You're driving yeah, crypto, new cars. Crypto was not. You're driving new cars now. <laughs> you're going on trips. You're uh, like investing in crypto. I don't know what you do I on Fridays. don't invest in crypto. Oh, well, I thought maybe you did. No, I don't. It was a bad weekend. You'd be, be thankful you don't. I know, exactly. It's been a rough, rough go and everybody out there is going, whoa, bounce back. I mean, who knows? It's, it's just a funny, it is like a little sub world. Yeah. Did you, um, uh, did you watch Elon Musk on SNL? No. Um, so he was getting to go on SNL and it was, it was going to be like this really controversial thing. Cause you know, what qualifies him to be on SNL? Mm-hmm. He's a billionaire. That's the only thing. So what, should we just put all billionaires on there? I know, but like the electric cars, the celebrity, exactly. Yeah. Like he's got that celebrity thing and, mm-hmm. and everybody like bought into a bunch of crypto going into that weekend because he'd been pushing this Dogecoin and, and Tesla, yeah. Uh, you know, accepting Bitcoin for payments for cars. And then it comes out in a tweet uh, that Tesla's no going to be longer accepting Bitcoin mm-hmm. for because of the energy consumption that's required for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on there, he called uh, Dogecoin a hustle, just kind of passing. I watched it, but it was kind of oh, like yeah. a funny, like mm-hmm. they had a great sketch, like Michael Che and, and uh, uh, Colin Jost in Weekend Update go, yeah, but like, what is Dogecoin? You know, and he'd be like, well, it's kind of like this crypto. Like, yeah, yeah, but like, what is it though? Yeah. Like, can you hold it? And he's like, oh, well, you know, it's like this NFT. Like, yeah, yeah, but what is it? You know, it was yeah. really funny. It was yeah. great. Uh, and, and anyways, as a result of both his tweet and uh, his comments about it on there, it mm-hmm. kind of tanked afterwards. And it's funny. I was reading an article this morning about um, if you're, uh, don't allow, like, don't put yourself in a position where your retirement is stacked into like this mega rich millionaire who's playing this as kind of a game. It, mm-hmm. it just what he decides to tweet that day. Like, that's a, that's a bad way to, um, yeah. experience, uh, the highs and lows of the investing in your, your retirement. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, it's good. Good point. Good yeah. takeaway. Good Diversify. Thought. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> How's your week? It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know. Side note, yeah, that SNL with Elon Musk, the most watched SNL episode of all time. Oh, really? All Crazy. time? Of all time. Wow. Wild. I did not watch it. Uh, I didn't watch it live. I watched it on replay. But um, yeah. Uh, we had a, I hung out with my friends on Saturday. Oh, good for you. It was like the you. first time all of us have hung was out. Su- what was the most socially awkward thing of the whole thing? Just tell me. No. I- you don't have to use names, but like, was it awkward? Was it? It wasn't that awkward other no. than just us being like, oh my gosh, we're all here. Yeah. <laughs> So it was like a girl. So we have a girls' night. We call it wine and wine. Okay. Um, and I get it. Play yeah. on words. There's uh-huh. an H in there somewhere. Yep. Uh huh. Got it. And um, is so it H in the first part or the second part? I think we usually do the H in the first part, okay. and then the wine. <laughs> we want to lead with the wine, <laughs> and then console ourselves. Wine, with the wine. and wine. <laughs> I love it. Um, and so it was like the first time in 
like a year and a half that we've had one with everybody oh, there. Oh man, pressure's on. What'd yeah. you guys do? We just hung out. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Like at a, uh, at a, at a oh, winery, no, at, at a house? house? Um, so my friends, a little over a year ago, my friends bought um, a piece of property in, proper, in Prosser. Okay. Um, and so some of our friends hadn't ever seen it because COVID. And so we went up there and hung out and we did a taco bar and drank wine and th- did a tour of the property and nice you know she has the chickens. one that had the cat got the cat like they didn't they like inherit a cat a farm cat or something like yeah that? they have cats well they inherited a farm cat but he, he I, don't, got, I don't know if you can see on my face but i'm trying not to be offended because i've invited you over to my house multiple <laughs> times during this whole thing and you've yeah. always been like yeah nope not yet thank you and um, then you go over to a friend's house in prosser in prosser <laughs> yeah you I, drove you drove somewhere <laughs> you wouldn't hang out with me uh, i'm just kidding first of all <laughs> First you of all, invite me over I'm at not 9 your friend. I'm here because you pay me to be here. That's what you're. That's what no, you're you say. invited me over at 9 p.m. on a school night. Hey, man. Sometimes <laughs> we got to. Life begins after the kids go to bed, Megan. That's how it that's works. Fine, here. but I need to go to sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's funny. so. Yeah, good. Yeah. We uh we exciting stuff. Speaking of reopening and changes in that way, we had a couple of events in our building this last weekend. I know it's People, been kind of fun. Like my phone started freaking out because I get notices and, went, and like there's movement in the building during oh. odd hours. <laughs> yeah, and they'd be like, "Hey man, somebody's in your theater at ten o'clock on Saturday." You know, you're like, "Oh yeah," there's like it was like a yeah. <laughs> like a prom like a couple families came together and threw a prom for their high school kids mm-hmm. and then. Uh, like a little concert that was yeah, live streamed uh-huh. to the world on, on Friday night. So it was fun. It was yeah. like kind of weird to walk in on Sunday and some of our stuff wasn't where it usually yeah. is. <laughs> I know. Cause usually we leave it and then come back and it's, it's been exactly so nice there. to be able to come back and it's all just yeah. there ready to go. It is really nice to have people in the building though. And feel we like the building's being, this is used, why we got so, it, man. Yeah. Use it. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's roll. Yeah. Uh, and then this week, nothing. So yeah. back to normal, but <laughs> you know. that's okay. We're growing back. It's, yeah. it's a growing phase again. You crawl, then you walk, then you rest for a little bit, then yeah. you go back again. So that's how this <laughs> this whole thing works. Uh, so, for sure. Yeah, good. Yeah. We had It was birthday party weekend for us. We had like multiple birthday parties oh. uh, around town here and um, just went and said hi. Backyard, did a little barbecue. Um, we uh, had somebody cook burgers on a, like a Blackstone. Have you seen these grills that are just no. like like the flat grills? Kind of like uh, like an old school diner. Okay, like, so yeah. The, uh-huh. the grease like doesn't fall through the grate onto the fire yeah. beneath. It just like sits there and it's just like super greasy burgers. Yeah. So freaking good. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was amazing. Uh, so it's like a griddle on top of. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like a camping griddle basically yeah. out, out, outdoors though. Yeah. And uh, and so it was it was awesome. We had a great time. It's decent weather, a little windy. Mm-hmm. Got a chance to hit the golf ball a little bit on, nice. on Sunday afternoon and. Can't complain. I did take my two boys with me golfing. Oh, really? And um, <laughs> how'd that go? Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't great. <laughs> um, yeah, Clive kept chasing geese, which is fine. <laughs> like you can chase geese, but then like he started chasing them into the air- other fairway that we uh, just whoops. come from. Uh-huh. And there's other people like teeing off, uh-huh. and so they were so kind and so gracious because I'd be like, "So sorry, here, I'm. Let me grab him," you know. And I yeah. just felt like a bad dad like six times <laughs> on that whole round. We only played nine holes, so. That's the ratio of six bad dads to nine holes is not great. Um, it's like two thirds of the time. Yeah, two thirds of the time. Uh, I was not a great dad. So it's uh, okay. It, got, it, it was able to get me out of the house yeah. and, and do some different yeah. things. So, uh, and then Philip brought his kids. And so 
it was yeah, it was good. That is good. That's yeah. fun. They just kind of roamed around. Uh-huh. They, Grayson wanted to ride on the back one time, so I had to wait until we were away from the clubhouse far enough to so be able to ride on the back. Okay, strapped him in like a like a like a golf bag, uh-huh. and then just decided it was great. He loved it. <laughs> He loved it. It was fantastic. Awesome. Yep. We uh, continued our series on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We did uh, part three of You're Not Far. We looked at uh, Mark chapter, end of chapter two, really post the calling of Matthew, uh, and then into Jesus addressing people who has this obsession uh, with not doing anything on Sabbath. And and he comes and heals a person on Sabbath and, and, and has this great phrase of, uh, l- listen, Sabbath was made for man and not the other way around. And when you mix it up and when you get those two things reversed and when you prioritize the laws of God over the people of God who are made in the image of God, that's when things get a little bit, a little bit rough and you're a little bit off uh, on that. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's a good, it always is fun to be able to talk about um, the whole idea about uh, sin and like the wh- how this plays and how oftentimes it's uh, leveraged at you, right? And, and, and instead of like this awareness of, um, well, there are rules because we, we, we have rules for our swing that is in the yard because mm-hmm. I don't want you to hurt yourself or other kids around you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we you don't have the rules just to make you mad and make you angry, but to really keep you from hurting yourself because you don't understand, you know, there's a weight limit to this branch. It mm-hmm. can only handle so much. This is hard plastic. This is... So anyways, uh, it's always a fun topic, but mm-hmm. um, it's good. And we really do genuinely, that was genuinely my swing in the back. And that's our second one because our first one broke and not because of my kids, but because of other kids. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, um, it slipped through the bottom. Like there's a, a knot at the oh, bottom. Yeah, uh-huh. And so one kid is going and. <laughs> oh, while they were on it? No, that's the crazy thing. Like not while they were on it. He got down to the bottom and then it like fell off. And I was thinking to myself, if that was 10 seconds earlier, I don't know how it didn't go when you were like, you know, playing Tarzan on that uh-huh. thing. It it went later on and then and we we got pretty lucky. So yeah. <laughs> it was like, well, we're going to hang that thing up. We're going to cut that thing down and start over again. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah anyways. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it was good. I like that talk too. And like the, I think it's a good reminder um, of like when we hold too tightly to the rules or the regulations and forget to look at the humanity of the people we're trying to hold accountable to whatever yeah. arbitrary rule we've decided is super duper important, um, then like that defeats the purpose. Um, you know, it's always God's always pointing us towards people's humanity and looking at the human as a whole instead of like, what's this rule that's supposed to be followed in this instance that you're not able to follow? Yeah. And so, like, every time it's always like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, who is this person Yeah. that is asking you to do something outside of the rules? Why are they asking you to do that? What is their story? What is What is their need? And are you so focused on the rules that you are missing this person standing in front of you asking for help or asking for forgiveness or asking for whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I read recently Eugene Peterson's, um, biography authorized biography when written by Wynn Collier. Um, and in it at the end of Eugene's life, and he's the one who wrote the message version of the Bible amongst other things. He's just a pastoral like guru in terms of uh let let a small church for his whole life but like was just smart and and understood the pastoral vocation on on a unique level and he was asked uh he did an interview uh like like i said late in life where he was a lot slower in his response talking and thinking and 
and mentally was just kind of like tired, right? Mm-hmm. And he ended up going through, I think, a little bit of Alzheimer's or something at the very end. But it was it was pre all that. He was he mm-hmm. was cognizant, but but still just like it took him a while. You'd mm-hmm. ask him a question, there'd be like a long pause with that. Uh, and he was asked a question about um, same sex marriage, and this was the topic at the time. And Jonathan, God, what's his name? Merritt, Jonathan Merritt, who's a religious writer um, for some big source or whatever, did this interview with him and asked him, you know, what's, uh, would you ever do, uh, perform a same sex ceremony for somebody? And he, he sat there and he thought, and he began to reflect and talked back and forth about people in his church who had grown up, who had, um, who had identified as gay and, and, um, had kind of gone through all of that. And he said that we've, we've always had people in our church that have been this way. And this has been something. And, And then he reflected and he said, um, I think, I, I think that I would. And it caused a firestorm of controversy mm-hmm. afterwards because it was like, oh my gosh, Eugene Peterson, what are you doing? You know, you dismantled the traditional view, <laughs> uh, traditional viewpoint of marriage and all this kind of stuff. And uh, then it came out afterwards, like there was like this rebuttal or this thing where he had to, uh, didn't have to, he, his, somebody from his family said, mm-hmm. hey, he was asked this question. And one part of it was just mental state of kind of where he's at. Uh, but then, like, there's a piece of it for him that was, um, he was like, I'm thinking through it through the lens of my family. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, this is in this season of where he's been. For the last five years, he has not been practicing, or no, 15 years, whatever, mm-hmm. public ministry. He's been up in Whitefish, Montana, in his home, meeting just like learning what it means to die well really mm-hmm. is what he's doing. And he's thinking through the lens of with my family. And he, so he, in his mind, his kind of caveat was, I still believe in the traditional, the way that the church has traditionally defined marriage. That's what this is Eugene kind of coming mm-hmm. out and saying this. However, when I answered that question, I was thinking about it is with, if one of my grandkids came to me mm-hmm. and I had this personal relationship with mm-hmm. them and they said, grandpa, I want you to do my funeral. He's like, I just don't see how I could tell them no. Right. Yeah. That was his big thing. His wedding, their wedding. Yeah. Yeah. He his, said funeral. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. In a way you can kind of, no, I'm just kidding. Um, and he's like, that's the lens that I was thinking it through mm-hmm. of like, when, when it comes to this personal like thing, he's like, I, I, I stand on this and he, he's like, I don't have to, de- I don't have to decide that now. Or I don't have to do that because I'm not in a church and I'm not doing that. And I, I don't have those types of things, those, those answers right now, but it showed this like tension and this dynamic for him of holding on to something that for him was, uh, was true and, tr- and, and more in line with tradition, but also then holding on to this humanity of what if it was my grandkid and what if it was this and what if it was somebody I really genuinely uh, cared about. And, and then like, golly, that is, that is the tension. That is the mm-hmm. tough thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the laws of God, the people of God, the, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, right? The image of God yeah. and, and uh, the, the, the unique things are at play of personal convictions, but also, you know. Yeah. But time and time again, you see Jesus choosing the person. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, he has boundaries and lines and he holds people accountable and he lovingly calls people out, but time and time and time and time again, he chooses the person. Yeah. And so when we choose the rule, like we are, we're walking away from Christ. Yeah. We're not walking towards him. Right. And so, and I like, you know, I think about that as a teacher too. Like, how do I how do I choose my student instead of the rule? Like where, where is the boundary? Where do I hold accountable and where do where am I flexible and when am I flexible and how does that make them able, more able to learn or more able to be in my classroom? And so I think that happens 
in all instances though. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Laura and I are reading through a book that he wrote on Revelation called Reverse Thunder. Eugene Peterson? Yeah, okay. same guy. Uh, this was far earlier in his career um, when he was still pastoring in Maryland. And he writes about Revelation and like the unique apocalyptic imagery and language involved in it and how it's it's this the, – the, the spoken word has always been relational. And as soon as you put it onto paper, no matter what, it loses something. It, mm-hmm. the, the relational piece of it's not there anymore. All of a sudden there's context. All of a sudden there's, there's you know, we're, we're not familiar with the world into which it was written. We're not familiar with the person. You can say, you can, ha- you can read somebody's um, love notes and know more about their relationship with each other because of these love notes but you don't read it the same way that she read it when she received it from him, mm-hmm. right? There's little intricacies. There's little somethings. There's little parts of it yep. that can't even even 20 years later when she tries to recollect her memory and share it about, well, I remember that was, this was our little inside joke about it. She only remembers it in part, you mm-hmm. know? We never remember it in full in, in those moments and how scripture has always been that way. And mm-hmm. as soon as it's on paper and you're so committed to the ink blot on the paper, as opposed to the original intention, the message and, and the reality of the relationship involved with that is, is when you kind of begin to miss some things. And, yeah. uh, and so holding that lightly in that way. Mm-hmm. And, and just so it, to go back to that last situation, <laughs> it was a firestorm for like a couple of months because there was like politically, it was like, Jonathan, you kind of cornered him. You didn't, you didn't know, he didn't know you were going to ask this question. You mm-hmm. kind of went out of the bounds. And then that's the thing that you led with. And it was a firestorm. It's, mm-hmm. But then also like it's his son responding. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it was, it was kind of a cr- crazy chaotic thing. You can look it up. This is probably 2016 or something yeah. like that. Um, but anyways, I just think it illustrates that, that tension of, of living with the pastoral reality of it's people involved made in the image of God. And if we're using the laws of God to manipulate people and made in his image, then that's, yeah. We, Jesus is quick to remind us where we stand. Yeah. And I think when you <laughs> see, when you see like abuses and when you see people walking away from the church, you see people leading with, and like, uh, quite frankly, sometimes beating with the rules, right? Yeah. Like these are the rules you have to follow. This is the way you have to be like this, 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 this. And there's no exceptions and there's no like accounting for your own personal life that you're bringing into this. And there's like, you have to meet these requirements at this time. And when you like, that's when people are like, oh no, I can't do that. Like that's when it's traumatic. That's when it's abusive. That's when all of those things come into play Yeah, is when we're leading with and holding so tightly to the rules that we forget to look at the human that we're trying to have a relationship with. Yep. And quite frankly, we don't have a relationship in that instance. So, right. Absolutely. Anything else stood out to you in the Think talk from Sunday? That was it. Easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Yep. All right. Well, the plan was to have this be a four week series, but I've really been enjoying it. And um, <laughs> also, we were going to do communion at the end of the series. Uh-huh. And I talked about last week, we've ordered those community supplies, but they're not here yet. Oops. And so we're going to wait <laughs> for multiple, for, is it practical that we're delaying it? Yes. Is it also like, you know, this is something that we're working on and, and enjoying? Yeah. It's, it's a combination of all those things. So <laughs> for all of those reasons and more, we are going to be continuing that series. Um, so just part four this weekend, nice. unfortunately, what would be missing from part four this weekend is yes. the pre-service activities with <laughs> Kylie and Megan. <laughs> Yeah. Kylie and Megan said farewell, did. set the keys on the counter and walked out of the apartment building. No, I brought the mic packs down to Andrew, oh, down into the we theater. We won't need, be needing these anymore. <laughs> yep. 
Kylie and Megan have led a pre-service activity for all of you who are online for at least 12 months, right? Yeah. So Kylie, yeah, I, I think we, Kylie and I became regular, just us two together, like mid-May. That's right. We kind of started it with kind of different hosts. Yeah. She had like, she had Leslie do one and Camber do one. And I think it was like Leslie, me, Camber, Aubrey, and then I did it a second time when we were like, oh, this is the magic. This is the, yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you know, you gotta test yeah. it out sometimes. You gotta see what works. Um, and then it's been us too. So it's been probably about a year yeah. of just us. Like, you know, a couple of times, maybe I'm not here, she's not here, but right. um, yeah, a year of Wild. playing games. People and, logging in early just yeah. to type things in a computer yeah. and <laughs> make it a little bit more personal and a little bit more creative on what we're trying yeah. to do on Sunday it's mornings. It's honestly been really, really, really fun and enjoyable and um, like a really great way to connect and feel like maybe we're giving something, some little bit of joy out into the world. For especially sure. this past in year. In a time that we needed it the yeah. most. <laughs> no question about it. Uh, and it really just came down to... It's been 12 years of creativity. 12 months, yeah. Or 12 months, sorry. <laughs> and we're feeling a little bit tapped yeah. and, you know, just to reg- you know, need to shift things up a little bit and yeah. switch things up and everything has a lifespan. Um, and it feels so. it feels like we ended it right when I think Kylie and I both were like, okay, this is starting to feel like a chore, not like a joy. And so Sure. Um like and so it was a good time to stop. I asked it I asked the chat like what your favorite game was. Um, and it was fun to hear what they said. So what were some, of uh, one was, um, Oh, uh, Brienne said the boy band game that we just played recently. Okay. The Pectals said the palindrome game. Cause Kylie, I She's think it so was an Easter egg one. Yeah. And so no, no. Yeah. I don't know. Some sort of palindrome. It was like the same forward and backwards. And, um, like the answer was the same forward and backwards. And part was, of the words inside the answer yeah, uh-huh. was a palindrome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so it was, that was a fun one. And yeah. I think my personal favorite was um, the first time we played Pictionary because Kylie lost her mind. Oh, going crazy. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. She like literally rose up out of her chair while screaming. Guessing. Yes. And getting excited. <laughs> it was like screaming the answer. Yeah. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you on behalf yeah. of everybody for your part in showing up early and uh, leveraging creativity and, and bringing the energy every single Sunday morning, whether you liked it or not. A lot of times <laughs> you'd start before even coffee was out. And so it's like, you know, <laughs> we haven't even had the shots of coffee to kind of get you going. So yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun. And I know people really enjoyed it. It helped us kind of facilitate how do we do something that's, mm-hmm. you know, God, we were, we were painted in a corner. We couldn't do this. We couldn't do that. Yeah. Can't do this. What can we do? Well, we can try this. And, uh, you guys stepped up to the plate and, and delivered in a big way. So yeah. anyways, that was a lot of fun. If you want to, um, you can, I think go on the app right now and watch, uh, the last one go through you guys this week did uh, series TV series finales, mm-hmm. uh, gave little summary statements and then you had to kind of identify the show and yep. I heard you nailed it. Got it a hundred percent. Right. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Between the two of us, we did. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I tried to click like a little bit more modern shows yeah. uh-huh. cause there was definitely like, how did mash end? Oh, I would have known that one. For would sure. you? Yeah. I love mash. I've watched it. Yeah. I love mash. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that was one of the ones that I was like, ah, I think I'll just delete this one. Cause I don't think Kylie's ever, maybe she has, but uh, she's listening right now going, of course I've watched mash. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Uh, Should we jump into something yeah. interesting? Okay, you open, so I go first. Yep. All right. Uh, Kyle and I have been watching a limited uh, series show on HBO called Mayor of Easttown and have been really enjoying it. And it kind of like was Like Mayor? A, like- no, Mayor. M-A-R-E. Okay. Um, it's Her name is, uh, golly, what is it? Mayor? Like the main characters. Yeah. Her last name is Mayor, right? No, her first, her name, first name is, is Mayor. Mayor. Okay. And I can't remember the, the whole thing. And Easttown's a, a town in Pennsylvania. SNL did a funny uh, comedy sketch on making fun of this show because <laughs> Kate Winslet is the lead actress uh-huh. and she's British and she is trying to have a Pennsylvania accent. And I can't even do it. I, I don't want to do it. But it's <laughs> it's hilarious what she tries to do. And it, you notice it heavily in the first probably two episodes. And then after that, like I haven't noticed it. And then SNL, just in their timely way, came out with a came out with one called murder you know murder derder um and uh and it's totally mocking it and then you realize it is ridiculous yeah. right this is ridiculous that we're like assuming that this is real um uh, that's funny i feel like the show has found its stride here at the end mm-hmm. and so uh yeah there you go yeah. it's probably not uh, you know appropriate for like kids uh, there's mm-hmm. like some murder involved and like one scene that you probably want to you know whatever but um <laughs> But it's been creative and fun, and uh, I really like it. So, yeah. Mayor of Easttown on uh, on HBO. Nice. There you go. Cool. Um, mine is a weird science thing. Of course um, it is. Uh-huh. Because of course it is. Because of course We should just is. change this to Brent's something interesting and Megan's weird science thing. <laughs> That's what we should change this to. Listen, this to. is really cool, though. Okay. <laughs> they just, um, a study just came out where they found that mammals can absorb oxygen through their intestine. Oh. And so... (laughs) Is this a fart joke? No. (laughs) And so, like, as an alternative, like, oxygen therapy, so if you don't have, like, if you can't be intubated or if you don't have enough ventilators or whatever... (laughs) You can get an enema and you'll be all right? Yes! You can get, like, there's this solution that they made that can help you survive. Well, I mean, that's good. Yeah. So they, I mean, obviously it's just been on animals, like their studies, but, um, mice. I was so such in a bad spot that I needed air blown up my butthole. I would just say (laughs) like, I'm thank you. It's been a great life. No, you would not. I've, it's been totally fun. It's like a solution. It's, I mean, it's probably not great, but at that point, like, (laughs) listen, we're going to save your life. You're going to have horrible gas. But it's not gas. So it's much, in a solution. There's it's so like much a, shit going on. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, uh, okay. it's it's like so an it's enema. Literally an enema. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's like an enema, but it, it, your intestine will absorb oxygen and circulate it around your body, which is super cool. Who knew the human in, like wild. mammal intestines would do that? Yeah. Have you seen those oxygen bars where you go and you like sit at the <laughs> bar and you have oxygen go through your nose? Maybe. They have those. They like, in, like put the little like mm-hmm. nose thing. Yeah, in. and they like have flavors on them and stuff oh. like that. You go to Vegas and they have like oxygen bars and flavors. Yes, I feel like that sounds familiar. So, like according to this, like in a few years, it'll just be, <laughs> it'll be on the other end. That's oh basically what we're saying. I wonder uh, if it'll be flavored. Oh, uh, probably not. I don't think you have flavor receptors <laughs> in your intestine. Okay, keep going. <laughs> This is great. Uh, we get a lot of legs out of this one. Yeah, intestinal breathing. That's mm, what the title intestinal said. Intestinal <laughs> breathing. Apparently there's fish that do it naturally and then and so that's how these like scientists decided to try and test it on mammals. But they successfully kept pigs but fish and fish aren't mammals. But they but they no, can do it both. They, 
they can, so there's some fish who live in like apoxic, which is like low oxygen areas. Okay. And they use other parts of their body than like their gills or lungs Got in it. order to absorb oxygen. And so scientists have noticed this and they're like, well, I wonder if that can happen for mammals. And so they successfully kept mice and pigs alive by using their intestines. To help them absorb well, and circulate um, oxygen. I'll tell you one thing for sure. This episode is going to be named Rectal Breathing and something else. <laughs> I don't know what the other thing is, but I know what the first one is. Yes. And it's going to get so many plays. So many plays. There are people here listening right now mm. who have been waiting to hear what rectal breathing means for 28 minutes. Yep. I was going to go with intestinal, but that's better. No, so. rectal's better. <laughs> it's fantastic. All right. You got anything to uh, push? Uh, I don't. Okay, this Wednesday, uh, if you're listening to this, it drops on Wednesday mornings, which is not a lot of time. But uh, (laughs) tonight, uh, as you're listening to this, we are going to be meeting at Tommy's Tap House for a little pub theology. If you uh, like to discuss all things theology over a pint of beer and a uh, a bunch of like cheese fries. And if you've never been to Tommy's, it's like Are they good? I've never been to Tommy's. I've been, I went in there when they were not Tommy's. It looks like. What were they before? McGill's? McGill's? McKay's. McKay's. McKay's I Tap went, House. I went there when it was McKay's. It it, it feels like um, like old school Cheers. Like that's okay, how yeah. the all, mm-hmm. old bar kind of looks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much, much smaller. It's a dive, but it's so fun. It's like great. It's like our <laughs> dive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's nobody uh-huh. ever in there. And, and I feel bad about that, but like I'm going to help out with that. And also I kind of enjoy it because it's really mm-hmm. fast service. And yeah. Yeah. It's good. Nice. So. We'll check it out. Seven o'clock uh, tonight on Wednesday. There is a podcast that we're listening to. Um, uh, we, this is what we do with pub theology. We send out a, uh, a theology-related podcast. Everybody listens to it, comes ready to discuss. Whether or not we stick to the topic of that podcast specifically or just bounce everywhere and whatever, catch up on life, it goes whatever. But uh, anyways, it's the Bible for Normal People, and the episode is the one with the homebrew theology guy on it. Let me, let me remember – the name of that is because I was just listening to it again. Hang on. Hold on. All right. Oh, this is Trip Fuller. Trip Fuller. You okay. ever heard of Trip Fuller? Nope. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. All right. It's interesting. So check it out. Uh, for more information on that or other options, go to the marketplace page, eastlaketricities.com slash marketplace, and we'll get you on there as well. Uh, as always, if you're watching or listening to this on Sunday mornings and filling out a connect card, there's a spot in there to be able to submit some, submit some questions or some thoughts on the podcast. Uh, get your name read out loud on this thing, and uh, we'll do our best <laughs> to come up with creative, fun, uh, insightful, intelligent, responsive <laughs> answers to whatever questions and queries that you might have. Mm. I think that's it, everybody. Yeah. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.